Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at That's Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hey, y'all. Summers in Heaven is back. We're brought to you by Sports Drink. Bet you never thought Bailey Zappi and Skylar Thompson would be two of the first three quarterbacks to start from the 2022 NFL Draft class. This is I, Rob Paul, a.k.a. the creator of Hashtag wine for Will or hashtag BS for Anderson. And with me, as always, is AJ, Pete Carroll, and John Schneider are about to draft two people nobody has ever heard of in the top 10 this April. Marchese. All right. Well, you can't take shots right now, buddy. The class looks good. He's, they're killing it, Rob. They're killing it. Today, we're talking all the noteworthy NFL rookies from week five of the NFL season. Seven rounds in heaven with my baby Driving out to Casey maybe Looking for Stroud or a Bryce Young Who's gonna wear a Hawaiian shirt today? Who's gonna put ketchup on a stick? Who's gonna, gonna find a steal in the fifth? The home team. Let's go seven rounds. Let's go seven rounds together. Let's go seven rounds forever. And that's a song. Today's episode of Seven Rounds in Heaven is brought to you by Sports Drink, your digital water cooler. Sports Drink is a newly created internet community that tries to find the intersection of sports and not sports. They're here to help us grow and to hate your favorite team. A rising tide lifts all boats, so go check them out online or on social. Go to sportsdrink.org or open Instagram and type in at sportsdrink, spelled like sports drink without the vowels. All we ask is that you close the door behind you. We're trying not to let the funk out. Oh, the funk's still in Pittsburgh because Matt Canada's still calling plays, AJ. And he's killing it, I heard, this week. Big uh, big quality loss. Yeah, big, big time. That'll look good in the final AP poll. Um, yeah, Kenny Pickett. Kenny Pickett threw 52 passes in a blowout by the Bills. Uh, but hey, I think it's, it's a little confusing. 34-52 for 327 yards, an interception, 6.2 per attempt, 65% completion percentage. Does that sound good to you on paper, or, or at least okay? Sounds okay. Well, let me tell you, he played better than those stats, AJ. Oh, baby. Been waiting for this one. Um, no, Kenny Pickett's fun, and I don't know if I'm just blinded by the fact that he is so much better than Trubisky and so much more willing uh, to push the ball beyond six yards. Um, and obviously the Steelers have talented receivers. And George Pickens has been unlocked since Pickett came in. Um, and that continued. Uh, he, he The interception was pre- a pretty brutal throw. At this point, they were like down 31-3. So I didn't even care. 
You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, they're immediately out of this game because the defense got torched. Um, but pick, pick it, like, throughout the game if, if you kind of ignore the score. I thought he played really well. The interception, uh, which was by fellow rookie Kair Elam, was on a honey hole shot that he just kind of threw late. But outside of that, so many of his balls were very catchable. Um, he had a near interception where, this was early, he, he kind of rolled out. He threw across his body. Big no-no. But it was it was like Patrick Mahomes-esque. That's right. That's my comparison. Uh, but Deontay Johnson dropped it, and then it almost got intercepted. Um, so there's just stupid things like that. There were so many drops. I, I thought there was at least five drops. Uh, but plus side... There was multiple tight window throws. I thought his velocity was shockingly good. Um, and he, he just kept, ex- like, the pass rush was all over him. He kept extending plays. He navigates the pocket well. And he uh, attacks outside the hashes really well. There was there was multiple kind of um, intermediate level throws outside the hashes where they weren't all completed, but they were all catchable balls. Um, and... Pretty much everything that goes over 10 yards is placed well enough to give his receivers a chance. And it's the fact that he's willing to, to make those throws and give his receivers a chance that gets me excited. Um, and, and this is all with no running game. Like, Najee Harris had 20 yards. The play calling was horrendous. There were so many sprint outs. Like, I think Matt Canada called six sprint outs in this game. That's he Kenny's one, bread and butter, baby. One play action pass. Uh, yeah. Like they just don't do play action. They're so they're in the gun so often, which like, it's like he's he's almost running the Ben Roethlisberger was, offense yeah. last year, but with more sprint outs. Um, <laughs> well, they wanted and, to get Ben to do it, but he just won it. And and the, there's not enough shots to pickens in fifty fifty chance situations. Like I think there was two and one pickens made a great play and the other was a catchable ball um i don't know i i thought overall like it was a, a very solid b performance from pickett and there's just so much bad on this in terms offense in terms of play calling offensive line play and zero running game that it's hard to evaluate exactly what type of player he is i like i'm not trying to make excuses but he is the like not the biggest problem with this offense at all that sounds like excuses. Um, I, can I ask you my big question of the night? Oh, finally, AJ's big question. If both Matt Canada and Kenny Pickett weren't at Pitt in you know in their college days, if you will, do you think either of them would be Steelers right now? Kenny Pickett wouldn't be. But Matt Canada is like purely because he coached that Pitt in like 2016 or whatever it was. Yeah, I don't know. Matt, Matt Canada is his. His career is so odd that he might still be the Steelers' offensive coordinator. I'm convinced Kenny Pickett wouldn't have been drafted 20th if he didn't play at Pitt. But he's been pretty good. He's He showed more in this game than a lot of the rookie quarterbacks showed throughout last season. Um, it was rough last and, year. And he reminds me a bit, the vibe I was getting was a bit Derek Carey. Interesting. Yeah. Um, that's not so a I, I, that's a realistic ceiling for him. I feel like yeah, like it's he's obviously not Derek Carr yet, but I, I I think you see flashes that could be that type of quarterback. Fair enough. Um, 
what type of glimpses you getting from Bailey Zappi though? Yeah, why? I don't know why you keep making me do both Pickett and Zappi. You chose first of all, obviously Pickett because you're gonna watch the Steelers. You chose Bailey Zappi. You chose you him. Let me do. I wanted Skyler. I chose Skyler straight up. I'm like, and I gotta take him in. out of respect to everyone involved. Um, so Bailey Zappi was. So he went 17 of 21 for 188, a score, a pick, 8.9 per attempt, 80.9% completion percentage. Love it. Um, it, it was, a, especially after taking the Packers to OT, this was a very uh, promising performance. I thought he was better in this game than he was against the Packers. And it, it was against the Lions, but they, they obviously him like being able to prepare as the starter leading into the week was a huge boost. Um it, the interception also was just off Nelson Aguilar's hands, so it wasn't his fault at mm-hmm. all. Uh, the TD to Jacoby Myers was a vertical outside the hashes throw uh, that he placed perfectly before the safety could get there. Um, and for the most part, he just was, like, I think they purposefully played him in gun a lot more, obviously coming from that Zach Kittley air raid at Western Kentucky. And and he saw the field really well. He moved well in the pocket. Um, and he just kind of thrived on those short to intermediate throws, especially over the middle. Uh, and he had the boost of their offensive line played incredibly. Like, he was rarely under pressure. And when he was, he navigated the pocket really well. Um, and, and, and Ramondre Stevenson at 161 yards. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was sacked, sacked zero times. Like, it it was exactly what you want out of your backup quarterback. I think he is, like, I know Cooper Rush is getting all this weird hype. Like, he's a better, better than Cooper Rush. <laughs> I'll say it. Uh, do you bench McCorkle? No, but boo, boo. But Bailey Zappi uh, through two games, one start looks like upper echelon type of NFL backup quarterback, especially when he has the week to prepare as the starter and the game plan is is built around knowing what you've got in Zappi and leaning on strong offensive line play and a great running game. Yeah, like the Lions have not been bad this year, and they absolutely got dismantled by the Pats. But their defense has been horrific. Oh, it's terrible! Um, it's terrible. Yeah. Um, their offense, like Jared Goff, was just in hell. <laughs> like, like Belichick just put Jared Goff through hell. Not the uh, first time, baby. Go Pats! And, and so that that helped too, right? They they took an early lead. They leaned on the running game, just kind of lay up type throws. But the, again, he just did everything he needed to do to win. The interception was not on him. This was a a very promising Billy Zappi game too. You know who didn't get the the week to get prepared to start this one, Rob? The Sky Guy. The Sky Guy, baby. Uh, pretty much played the entire game, though, because Teddy got hurt on, like, the, I think it was the first snap. Um, I don't know. This is 19 to 33, 166 yards, a pick, no touchdown. Not that exciting. I don't know. He, he One thing I will say, he, he wasn't afraid to sling it at times. Um, and, like, every time he did it, he got past interference. It was sick. Like, the first time uh, on the first drive, it was a third and one. And they're like, yeah, huck it, baby. And he just chucks it down to uh, Tyreek Hill. Um, and he, like, just stopped. Like the, I, I don't know if the throw would have been good or not. Because Tyreek Hill just, like, stopped, like, three yards short of the ball. And, like, uh, actually Sauce was in coverage. And, like, Sauce just stopped with him. And they called pass interference. It was very dumb. Sick. It was really dumb. They got another. He got P.I. on, like, three three or four deep throws. And this was, like, his only. Actually, sorry. He, he didn't connect on one to Cedric Wilson. That's it. Um. <laughs> um he had like a really wonky play where he was like running around the pocket like a chicken with its head cut off and like just tossed like a weird one over the middle. It was so strange and Waddle made like a nice catch, 
probably really lucky it wasn't picked. Uh, and then finally it did get picked, uh, Sauce. His his elbow just got hit, and it, it just hung, and Sauce snagged it. More on Sauce later. Um, had another one that like, probably should have been picked right before half. Just hung up too long, and then Tyreek snagged it from uh, from Reed. Um, and then his next throw went off the defender's hands. But like, th- funny enough, he actually had those. Like, I think they were like back to back. And then his next two throws were maybe his best of the day. Uh, just like a, like it got into the red zone, nice timing on an over, and then like a quick throw to the running back, almost scored. They punched that in. Um, like I don't know. And then like you know what's weird? So you know the final score is forty to seventeen. I didn't watch this game live. Miami like just missed a field goal in the fourth quarter that would have given them a lead, and they lost forty to seventeen. <laughs> just it just like all fell apart from there. He had a uh, he got strip sacked like. It was kind of ugly. He, he he really struggled feeling pressure. I felt like just pocket presence is not very strong right now. Um, fumbled on one. Uh, it was weird. He's, like, just trying to throw it. I don't know. It was kind of ugly. Um, but, like, most of the time it was just, like, little quick hitters and screens. It was really boring. Hit Kaseki on the seam, which was probably his best throw uh, in garbage time. I don't know. Not, not, not too much to write home about. Uh, the weird preseason hype probably isn't going to amount to anything more than, you know, a QB 2-3 at best for Skylar Thompson. But if he has a full week to prepare, if, if you know, Teddy is out still and Tua is obviously missing this week again, um, maybe, maybe we'll see something a little bit more. I don't know. It was it was boring, though. Do you, do you think, final question before we stop talking about sinky quarterbacks, do you think he will amount to being a solid quarterback too? I know it's based off one game where he was not prepared to I, play, but I don't know. Like I feel like there's there's enough to hang in the league. I would like to see him use his legs more. He scrambled one time on a third and ten and picked it up, but it came back on a hold. Other than that, like he was just kind of like standing in the pocket too long. I I don't know. Um, I think that the, he wasn't terrible. He had more poise, even though he's taking those sacks. It was almost like. Too much po- I don't know. It was weird. It was weird. I mean, maybe. Maybe is my answer. And that concludes the quarterback rookie rundown presented by the Space Academy. Moving on to rookies of the week presented by Temple Tough. Um, AJ, you're going to have deja vu with my picks. Oh, but I, on, sw- man. I swear to God, I'm not mailing it in. I swear to God. Just copying and pasting from last week. <laughs> Basically, I was like, I don't want to watch any NFL this week. Uh, only G5 college football for me. Um, my rookie offensive rookie of the week is Damian Pierce for the second straight week. Um, on paper, not the most incredible outing. 26 carries, 99 yards, uh, a touchdown, three grabs, 14 yards. So averaging under four carry, but it was a ugly, ugly game that the Texans pulled out 13-6 uh, thanks to a touchdown from Pierce. And... He is the best player on this offense mm-hmm. that doesn't play offensive line. He is the best. He's one of the five best players on this team, I think. Um, and it felt like every carry, when he wasn't running behind Kenyon Green and Laramie Tunzel, every carry to the right side, he was getting hit at the line of scrimmage, breaking a tackle, fighting for more yards. Um, there was a couple like just holy shit types of type of runs. Uh, there there was one where. He, he broke, like, three tackles. I don't know how he stayed balanced. He almost scored, and it's what set up his, his touchdown run, which took three straight carries at the goal line. On the first two, he he broke, like, a combined four tackles, but was still short. And then on the third one, he finally punched it in. Um, he's currently second in the NFL in, in, in forced uh, missed tackles behind just Nick Chubb. And 
he's just such a violent and aggressive runner. Um, it felt like every time he touched the ball, he was breaking tackle. Uh, he he's also very decisive. Um, and I don't know, he just looks like kind of that bell cow that they need him to be. He's fully taken on that RB1 role, and he's the reason they won this game. Because without him, their offense generates no points. It feels like he's going to be the face of the franchise pretty soon, if not already. You know what I mean? Like, honestly, honestly, like, he, if you were to sit down and, and, and say who are the five, the Texans roster is disgustingly bad, right? Te- like, on paper to me, the Jaguars are far more talented. Uh, if you go through their offense, or their, their entire team, like, Laramie Tunzel's the best player on this team. Mm-hmm. It, 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 honestly, there's an argument to say, is Damian Pierce the second best player on this team already? I was... He I'd, might be. I'd probably not argue with you. And then Cook's third. But, yeah. And, and, like, fourth might be Jerry Hughes. Like, you know what I mean? Jalen Petrie, even. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, Damian Pierce is quickly... And, and Damian Pierce, I don't know if you heard him post-game talking about the touchdown... Like Damian Pierce is just the the type of he re, almost reminded me of Frank Gore in his demeanor. I love it. Yeah, and playing style, he's Marion Barber too. So, <laughs> um, guess what, Rob? What? <laughs> Good guess. Wrong. Uh, you had the second best rookie running back this week because Kenneth Walker. Kenneth, no, Brees Hall, baby. Kenneth Walker third. Brees Hall, baby. Brees Hall was a monster. Against the uh, the old mighty Finns that were once mighty but not anymore. Uh, had 97 yards on the ground on 18 carries and a touchdown and had two catches for 100 yards even. Uh, his first catch was 79 yards. It was a hell of a play. Like, they had both a uh, good design. They had both Carter and Hall in the backfield. They ran the play action to Carter and Hall just ran the, re- the wheel. Uh, it was wide open, but like, he only caught like 15 yards downfield. And then the rest was just all yak. Like, lots of room to run, sure, but like... He was just a fucking load to bring down. Like he dragged, he dragged his last guy like fifteen yards. He was hanging on for dear life, and he brought him down like a yard short of scoring. That sucked. Uh, I wish he got in. And the second one too. Other grab was for twenty one, and like later in the game. But Wilson just like threw it on him quick. Uh, it was a great grab, kind of behind him. Didn't lose stride. Made a couple guys miss, and again was brought down inside the one. So like. He could have he could have easily had two receiving touchdowns, but uh, they're for for hundred yards total, so that's all good. As a pure runner, he looked really impressive, man. He was like, I really loved his patience in this game. Good vision was making guys miss every single every single carry. Uh, the, the contact balance that he always has looked great. He looked like like Iowa State Brees, and like every run was a positive. It just it was a very very complete performance. Actually, you, you called you called Damian Pierce, Marion Barber. You know what I got from this this pre-sale performance was was like Thomas sh- Jones. No, shades Le'Veon Bell. It felt like Le'Veon Bell. I don't know why. Just the way he ran, the way he was just keeping guys at bay. You know, like Bell was always really good at like just not letting guys get near him. You know, and like and and the patience. I just felt like that. Plus the pass catching ability. Like when a play. And, Sorry, go ahead. Yeah. I was just gonna say, was this the performance he needed to usurp Michael Carter for? He- you know what's f- truly being the RB one? You know what's funny? The first like, I think three carries of the game went to Michael Carter, and like he still took a little bit to come in, and then like they went to him. And so maybe because they also leaned on him too to finish the game, and he looked really good there. Um, 
I don't know, like 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 a play would be blocked for three yards. You get like still five yards before contact because you're just doing a good job. Then another four yards like after contact, like just that type of day. And like he finally got his TD at the end. They tossed it to him. He just found the lane and like reached for the end zone while getting face masked. It was cool. Um, I, I hope so. Michael Carter's really good too, though. Like Carter scored two touchdowns. He finished both of those um, receptions that didn't get in. Um, I hope so. They but they have a dynamic duo for sure. Um, so again, AJ, mm-hmm. well, actually, b- before I move on, the, the rookie running backs starting to really come on. They are, they um, are, um, just like John Reese Plumley's coming on against Temple right now. <laughs> yeah. Um, my defense rookie of the week is also a repeat. I, I went with Jack Jones again. Oh my God, man. Come on. No, I'm just kidding. I'm, he was deserving. Colin Coward says, uh, work smarter, not harder. So, um, yeah, I didn't have, like, a di- dominant type of performance. And, and Jack Jones wasn't as good as the previous week, but he was still very good. And in a blowout of the Lions, he he made a very key play where, um, I don't know if you saw the sideline interception. First quarter, Pats are only up 3 nothing. Lions are marching down the field. Yeah. Uh, J- Jones is uh, covering the, the, the inside post, and they have... Uh, TJ Hawkinson kind of like sneaking on a wheel route underneath that, and he just keeps his eyes on Goff, reads him, picks it off, toe tap on the sideline for the interception. That kind of, once that happened, the, the Pats went down, scored, it just, the Lions just felt frazzled the rest of the game. Um, so it was a very, mom- if you believe in momentum, a very momentous I type do. play. I do. Uh, um, he ended up allowing four catches for 60 yards, and that was in garbage time. Uh, he had another pass breakup. But it's just, I think the, the read and react, the foot speed, the ball skills, it's all showing up. And he has become, like, the perfect J.C. Jackson replacement, uh, both in terms of the ball hawking skills and kind of the undersized playing much bigger than he is. Just ridiculous, like, click and close type feet. Um, he has been one of the best corners in the NFL. Uh, unfortunately, just the second best rookie corner this week, Rob. I'm sorry. Uh, Sauce Garner is my defense rookie of the week. Um, it started immediately. Remember I said Teddy got hurt on the first snap of the game? Uh, it was because of Sauce. <laughs> he blitzed. Just came st- uh, screaming down. They had a PA on. Uh, it was in the end zone, and he, the ball just kind of came out when he hit him. And it was almost a sack, strip sack fumble, but instead it was ruled grounding. So safety for Sauce. It was pretty awesome. That was the only time they did in the game, but it was perfectly timed. Um, and like I said, he got called for that shitty pass interference, but I don't, I don't even care. Um, and then he finally got his interception, where, like I said, Thompson just had his arm hit as he threw. The ball hung up. Sauce jumped it. Easy money. I don't know. He's just so fucking so so good already. He's been as good as the Jets could have hoped for. Um, I think the whole game he gave up like just one catch, and it was like a waddle slant. I, I didn't check any official stats, but just by the eye. Uh, I mean, it was Skylar Thompson, but... He's just so good. He already has an alpha dog, cornerback one mentality, and and now like the 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 plays are coming together too. He's making lots of plays. He's everything they could have hoped for. I think I think that's that's all you can say. He the Jets rookies as a whole have been a big part of the reason they have a winning record right now. Yeah, and he had kind of an, a bit of an up and down week one. But since then, he's been awesome, yep. and he's, I think, clearly been uh, the second-best rookie corner so far after Jack Jones. Um, 
and given that Robert Sala is the head coach and they want to be a defensive-minded football team, getting that kind of alpha in the, at, at corner was so important because, like, last year they were playing, like, get guys who, who wouldn't sniff the two deep on other <laughs> yeah, rosters. Yeah, it was fun. And, and, but... and now they've, they've got a guy with potential number one Pro Bowl corner ability. Yeah, it's such a, it's such a crazy flip going from, you know, uh, you know, Michael Carter's not playing bad, but like, you know, lots of Michael Carter, the DB and lots of like who Brandon Eichels and, uh, a lot of these guys are just, yeah, they, sh- they probably shouldn't be on the field. And now uh, sauce is a stud. And speaking of studs, the Colts could have used one <laughs> uh, left tackle on Thursday night football and maybe the wor- AJ, yeah, professional opinion. Have you watched a worse well, let's just say leave it to primetime. A worse primetime game than the Colts-Broncos this past Thursday? Uh, it fucking sucked. But as someone who, you know, is vehemently cheering against the Broncos this year, the end was pretty great. I I, I, I now want to know, uh, how how did you curse Bernard Ryman like that? Okay, look. So we recorded minutes before that game started. I didn't even know he was starting when I put him for Start the Rook. I was so excited when I saw he was starting – and he got the W. That's all that matters. Let's move on. <laughs> like, fuck yeah, he was. That, that might have been terrible. the worst performance I've ever seen from a pair of tackles. Him and Matt Pryor Matt, were just put to shame. Look, I didn't say <laughs> start him on left tackle. Move Matt Pryor to right tackle. Move Braden Smith in. Like that didn't make any fucking sense. That didn't make that. That cannot help. Like throwing a rookie in there I without any continuity. But I don't understand the kicking Braden Smith inside. Because it's not like, it's like, you know, Pryor, you look pretty good at left tackle. Let's move you over to right and give this Raymond kid a shot. It was so stupid. Uh, and it was immediately him just getting his ass kicked over and over and over and over and over again. Bradley Chubb, Baron Browning, and fellow rookie Nick Benito. Yeah. All just went bananas against them. Uh, Ryman's hand placement was horrific. It felt like he was a step slow out of his stance yeah. half the time. Um, he just didn't have the, the, the play strength either to handle a grown-ass man like Bradley Chubb. Uh, meanwhile, on the other side, Baron Browning, like, Ryman wasn't giving up sacks because Baron Browning was beating Matt Pryor so fast. <laughs> yeah. Like, Who, who's better, though? Pretty... Is Ryman better than Pryor? I don't know. There's more reason to play Ryman. Ryman's definitely a better tight end than Pryor. <laughs> I'm going to start the rook hold. Held. Speaking of held up, uh, Ryman had, what, like three holding penalties in their, like, just kept mounting and mounting. Yeah, and yeah, it was it was three. It was three. I didn't even like officially give up a sack though. Like I don't, I don't think he did. Like officially, okay, officially. Are you trying to be like, oh, he actually did? Yeah, look, no. Sack. Look at it closely. It was pretty good. I'm just saying that's how terrible the rest of the line was. But it felt like Baron Browning was beating Matt Pryor literally every snap. Yeah. So I know he gave up like uh, the, the I, one I, like Chubb just wrecked him on one snap right before half. But like Josie Jewell finished it, and like I don't know, and he was also not looking good in the run at all either. So like no sustain. <laughs> in, in his defense, uh, their top two running backs were out actually. So they were, they Let's were cut, cut the kid a break. Um, Neon Dion looks good though. I picked him up in fantasy deep stash. Okay, cool. <laughs> Primetime start. I'm going to go back to that game. Yeah, me too. You, the other Colts rookie you talked about, Rodney Thomas, last week. Yeah. Showed up. He played every snap. He had, obviously, it was a gimme interception, but he also had the pass break. That PBU like, was great. Good. Yeah, he looked good back there playing single high. Um, and, yeah, the PBU, like, legit showed off his range and instincts to go make a play coverage. 
Yeah, I, I didn't put him for primetime star. I, I put him for best day three rookie. But he can split he can split the sh- spotlight with his other team and Alec Pierce. I kind of put them both, you know. Um, but yeah, man, like like so last week they just had him over the top all game and it meant nothing. And this week it was I mean obviously that's Russ's you know moonshot game, but like that that was that was great. Flash that range to get over on that Judy one. Um, timed it so perfect, nearly picked it off. It was a great play. Um, and then he had the fucking other one where he was in posi- it was in position to make the play. With stupid Montreal, Washington, and who was it? Judy, Judy or Sutton, just like in the same location, and the ref just takes him out. I think he would have had another PBU if not an interception on that play. And then he had the the arm punt interception and a good return. Yeah, he played really good. He looked really good. Um, it just like it didn't make sense for last week's game plan, but either the week before his game plan. But against you know that team that just likes to take shots, and that's all Russ can do right now. It it it, it worked. Um, I gave it to Pierce because I figured you're going Thomas. And I think he deserves, like, a uh, day three rookie. So, um, Pierce is kind of fun, man. He's fun. He, he only makes, like, really weird catches. Like, he's been really entertaining. And he's just, like, you, you see the ability. He's really good, surprisingly good. I thought his hands were a little, eh, on tape last year. But, like, the amount of catches he's been making, like, away from his frame. Um, or, like, you know, like, down on the ground, like, away from him, like, off the grass. Like, it's been really impressive. And he's been... He was probably the best offensive player in the game, period. Not saying much in that game, but still. Um, even, like, Pittman's been really bleh, and, like, Pierce has stepped up the last couple of weeks. Yeah, I mean, it's an offense that is really hard to watch yeah. uh, with how bad the offensive line is. Yep. And, um, obviously, when Jonathan Taylor's out and Matt Ryan is a, a just an old man at this point. Um, Alec Pierce was... a complete like the Colts don't win this game without Alec Pierce. Exactly. Exactly. They also don't win it without Rodney Thomas. Yep. Mm-hmm. They both deserved it. Uh, I also just want to show you, I thought Nick Benito played really well. He I did. Think, I think he had four four pressures in this game. I put him for flash. Yeah, it was like the the Colts tackles were more of the issue cuz every Broncos pass rusher flashed, but <laughs> it, it was nice. Um also I don't know if you did you put Kayvon Thibodeau anywhere? No, I didn't. Uh, just because last week we had our primetime star, but we also had a London primetime star. I gave him the London primetime. That's uh, good. Yeah. Star uh, tag this week. Uh, Cause he had four pressures against the Packers, two pass breakups. Like the one went start, off his face. Start, yeah. <laughs> and that counts. It was a good play. Uh, it's it's he, he's starting to come on. You yeah. Can see it. Yeah. And, and the, the Giants seems really weird and interesting and their defense is really just, fun behind Wink Martindale and Thibodeau has shown more pass rush chops than the other two pass rushers who went top 10. Yeah, I don't disagree. Like I said last week, he was underwhelming, but I felt like it was coming. And this, this again, wasn't like some big flashy, but you could feel him. And there's a couple times when he flushed Rodgers and like, or when Rodgers was coming out of the pocket, he, he was right in his face. Um, yeah, he definitely played a good game. Um, Speaking of good games... Tell me someone who underwhelmed you and didn't play good games. I didn't have, like, anyone that's like, oh, wow, I really expected more. So I kind of just went with the Falcons' offensive rookies, London and, and Algier. Um, it wasn't London playing poorly, only at four catches, 35 yards, but, like, they just didn't get him involved. Um, and, it, like, when they did, it was kind of late in the game. And, like, the game was off for grabs until the, the refs robbed the Falcons, too. Um, he had, like, a really low-key, like, sweet one-headed catch. It was just, like, really, like, nonchalant going to the sideline. But other than that, like, not nothing to get really excited for. And, like... On Algier, like, this is his first, like, real run. And, like, I thought he looked okay, but, like, no big plays. 
Um, he got 17 on one carry. He only had 45 total on 13 carries, so like a meh average there. Um, a decent chunk of negative carries, too, I feel like. But, like, the line is really bad, right? But, like, when, when he was just getting north and south and he had that lane to hit, like, I thought he looked pretty decent. And, like, that's what he kind of, like, you know, brings to the table. But, I don't know. Just like I was tuning into this game hoping to see uh, seeing a couple rookies ball, and they just didn't. Um, I'll, I'll kind of combo two guys here who didn't play horribly or anything. But it was underwhelming just because of where they were drafted and, and the game Kayvon Thibodeau started the day with. Uh, I, Aiden Hutchinson and Trevon Walker, just in terms of pass rush, it it, it was underwhelming. Mm-hmm. I actually thought this was the best game I've seen Aiden Hutchinson play. I saw people um, saying that, looked, yeah. He looked pretty solid against the run. Uh, he had a pressure, but Bailey Zappi literally made a miss and ran for seven That's yards. That's sick. Um, but it's just like... The lack of pass rush with him is kind of scary because he's supposed to be kind of the ready-made. Like, Kayvon Thibodeau is the high upside pass rusher. Mm-hmm. Trevon Walker's the run defender who you've got to teach him to pass rush. And Aiden Hutchinson's the guy who you you're, you feel good will get you 8 to 10 sacks every year. Mm-hmm. And it's just there's been such little pass rush with him. That's uh, concerning him with Walker. It, it's it's the same thing. He A lot of the time, it was cool. They'd line up Josh Allen against the Texans. They'd line up Josh Allen over the right tackle and Trevon Walker over the right guard. Um, That's scary. And, and and the Texans' right side of the offensive line is not the good side of their offensive line. And, and Walker just didn't have a lot going. He kind of just felt like he was leaning on his power and athleticism to just kind of bully, and it, it wasn't working. It's just you need to see him kind of develop a, a go-to pass rush move. Like, he's got the length. He's got heavy hands mm-hmm. when he uses them. It's just I feel like he's not comfortable leaning on on a, a go-to move right now was week one clearly his best game so far i think so yeah i think like, uh, like again he was like fine like he was fine against the run but if you're not being jordan davis against the run and you're not adding pass it's just yeah it's, and you're the number one pick yeah him, him and hutchinson just need to generate pass rush. yeah they do um, on a more positive note, I'm gonna just jump right in and, and do my looks like a hit because it's a hit for us both, AJ. Let's hear it. Maybe even more so for you. And I know you were sad you didn't get to do the Bills Steelers game because you wanted to see oh, Khalil yeah. Shakir in a big role. Oh yeah, uh, and your guy Ga- your your guy Gabe Davis finally <laughs> the hype too. It was just it was the AJ Bills receivers game. Um, but yeah, Shakir three catches, seventy five yards, and touchdown. Uh, he made that one incredible catch where kind of Josh Allen put it down the scene to him with mm-hmm. two defenders right on him, but threw it kind of back shoulder, and Shakir just went up. Like, Allen trusted Shakir to go up and cl- make, a, make a play because he, he put it where only Shakir could get. Look, could not get that. That's, that's Josh Allen, you know, thrown on late Saturday nights last year. He watches the Mountain West, you know. He knows what Shakir can do. <laughs> and then the, the touchdown, Josh Allen kind of over or under threw it a little bit. Shakir kind of hung up in the air waiting for it, dropped into his hands, uh, walked in for the touchdown. That was against, who was that against? It was against uh, Josh Jackson wearing the number goat. 16 at the corner. Goat. It was gross. But, yeah, like those two plays, obviously the Bills blew them out, but those two plays were so promising. He, he also had to drop, but um, he looked like a, a very competent wide receiver three to Stephon Diggs and Gabe Davis. I love that so much. I love Shakir. I'm so glad. Like I know it's because of like you know uh, Mackenzie being out, but 
so glad he got the shot. Um, he, I still can't believe. What did he fall to the fifth round? Fifth, yeah. No idea how that happened. I don't know either. And of course, they they let him get to the Bills too. League so dumb. Um, the perfect team. Yeah, for real. The Mountain West connection, as we as we'll know it forevermore. Um, okay, so my guy is a guy we've been dogging on for a few weeks. But but ladies and gentlemen, I think Icky's back. I think Icky is back. Finally looks like the guy like we thought he was. Um in pass protection, like looked solid. I like no worries with me this week. Just like overall I thought much more competitive. I, I like that word. Like the recovery was looking like you know, his recovery game looked good. Um it was called for a hold. Like he wasn't perfect. Um, but like just was way better and just looked way more comfortable and and like I said, fighting out there. Um, had a really, really good block on like a Fred Warner like out on a screen. It didn't finish him or anything, but it looked good. But like where he really shined, he looked like his old self in the in the run game, just bullying the Niners, bullied them like mu- multiple pancake blocks, washing guys down the line, finishing through the whistle. I tweeted that clip out. Just fucking, who, I think it was Chemico <laughs> Ture. He's just like throwing him around. The big dog is back. I love that. I just, it feels like it's starting to it's click. Yeah. Do you think he was motivated by the fact he knew Matt Rule was finally being fired, so like, could be a little bit better? <laughs> I mean, Matt Rule's the king of like shitting on tackles too, so so maybe I don't know. Like to me, I just think like it's starting to click. He's getting his bearings. He's getting confident now. It wasn't like you know Bosa got hurt early in the game, so it's not like it was like you know a lot of Bosa and he was like showing up against Nick Bosa, but it's still a good good Niners front. And I, I thought that was like honestly, if if Brees didn't have such a great game, he was going to be my offensive rookie of the week. Damn. Okay, okay. Oh, wow. UCF, big touchdown coming. Oh, is the running back going to get caught, AJ? Oh, he got caught. That he sucks. He got caught, yeah. Um, okay. This, I don't feel good about this because this player is not a good human being. Um, but my miss is Sam Williams, the Cowboys edge, mm. uh, who had a, has horrific off-field and that needs to be noted, I think, pretty much every time you talk about him. Um he played really well against the Rams. Uh, he, I, I don't know if you did you watch this game? Not, not really. No. Okay, so he had, he had a big TFL um, at the start of the second quarter where he just kind of shot a gap, beat a fellow horrible human being Tyler Higby for <laughs> for to swallow up uh, um, Acres in the backfield, and it just like so explosive out of stance. Also, had a batted ball, a couple pressures, another run stop. He played 38% of the snaps, but they were really high quality. Um, and just, he is such a freaky athlete, and it's translating immediately to on-field production, especially when he's the third rusher, too. Mm-hmm. Like, the, the the fact that he can take Michael Parsons off the field and put this type of athlete in, it, it, it's terrifying that Dan Quinn's doing such a good job deploying these guys. And the the defense is the reason the Cowboys are playing so well. Yeah, it, it like, definitely is. And... I think I had Sam Williams just outside my top 100. I might have been blinded by how horrible a person he is. I think it's hard not to be, um, right? And he is living up to where he was drafted. Yeah, and I think we both thought... I don't know. I think we both thought like it was an overdraft based on ability too, though, right? Like, like, I thought he was so much more raw as a... Because uh, as there were times at Ole Miss where you just get kind of like ragdolled yeah. uh, in the run game. And like the athleticism was always obvious in the pass rush upside that comes with that, but... There's also like a I, I thought a lack of plan and, and just mm-hmm. lack of effort against the run game and it, it's not been the case with the Cowboys. Yeah, and no, I, I I just checked out on 105 as well. So, um, speaking of guys that I had late, 
My miss is uh, Braxton Jones. Braxton Jones has been so, so good. Um, I had him 182. That was like early fifth, uh, sorry, late fifth, early sixth grade. He went 168. Um, I liked, you know, like the de- developmental potential, but like I thought he'd be a disaster seeing him start this early. And he hasn't been at all. He hasn't been at all. Like uh, against Minnesota, like the, the pass pro, like it wasn't perfect. He gave him a couple pressures. But, like overall, like clean, you know, using that length, using that frame. Uh, not a worry out there. And he's actually been like, he actually looked good in the run. Like, like solid, solid in the run. Um, and he looks like a starting NFL left tackle, which frankly is pretty remarkable to me. <laughs> like a guy that, you know, is on a bad offense, getting thrown in late, you know, fifth round pick. I thought he was going to be just a, out of, you know, a small school, Southern Utah. I thought he was going to be a disaster. And he's been, he's been really good. He's been really good. Yeah. He's, he's been, I mean, he's been better than Evan Neal. He has been better than Evan Neal. Exactly. He's been better than Icky up until this week. Yep. Um, speaking of tackles, uh, my needs to step it up after a very, very out of nowhere, dom- like borderline dominant first start at left half of the Chargers. Jamari Sailor kind of came back down to earth a little bit in this one. More so in the – and again, it was, he was dealing with Miles Garrett. Um, Miles Garrett, anytime he, like, lined up against Sailor was winning. Uh, with a lesser quarterback than Justin Herbert, a couple sacks would have been given up. I think he gave up – Maybe four or five pressures to Garrett. Um, he just needs to step it up in term like he's he again p- played pretty well, uh, given the circumstances, and it was just Miles Garrett's all pro. Yeah. Uh, but he's gonna have to handle these types of players down the stretch for this team to make the playoffs with it. Rashawn Slater at left tackle, um, and again in the context of where he was drafted, it was a pretty good game. Yeah. He worked good against the run, but. It was just like Miles Garrett was eating his lunch, which is not shocking. Yeah, I, I kind of have a similar one, and mine is a twofer. Um, I put Color Gordon in here, like because I only know that he's going to step it up. You know what I mean? Like he's not playing bad. Uh, he had a tough, tough matchup in, in Justin Jefferson. He gave him the business pretty good, but like he didn't give up like any big, big plays, and he he made it. He made a really nice play blocking the field goal. Looks like like you know, textbook field goal, field goal jump out of Madden. A pretty solid against a run, solid tackling. Um, you know, made some good plays coming forward. Um, end up with ten tackles, which you know is never a good sign for a DB. But honestly, honestly, they really need him to step up because opposite of him, they're starting Jalen Jones, who's a UDFA rookie out of Ole Miss, and he might have had one of the worst DB uh, performances I've ever seen. Just like, look like he did not belong. Um, the first quarter, they just. They just alternated Justin Jefferson between Gordon and Jones. And, oh, man, just like everything that was in his direction, he gave up. Missed a bunch of tackles. It didn't look like he belonged athletically. He had 14 tackles. But, but yeah, so, like, so I think when you got that going on, and, like, Brisker's been solid, but uh, the Bears' D is, I don't know, okay, I guess. But, like, they need Gordon. They need Gordon, and he's just giving up a bit too much right now. But I think he's going to turn it around because he's got the goods. He's got the goods. Uh, I'll give you another twofer uh, for not ready to play. Um, Me too. Alex Wright and Perion Winfrey on the uh, Browns defensive line. They played a lot. Um, specifically, Winfrey played 48% of the snaps. He had a PBU and a pressure, but a part of the reason Austin Eckler ran wild was he was just kind of getting moved around by the interior of that Chargers offensive line. Uh, Alex Wright just didn't really bring anything as a pass rusher. Uh, when he was lined up against Sailor, 
Uh, Celia looked really good. Mm. Um, but yeah, those two were just playing a lot for for one guy who was bringing nothing as a pass rusher, and the other who's getting moved in their own game. I am going to prime time and in it with a duo as my, duo of my own. But Jalen Watson and Brian Cook, uh, I think first because they were in coverage on that massive uh, Devontae Adams touchdown where you know Adams threw up the hand and. I don't know. Cook Cook hasn't been great in his limited playing time, I thought, at all. He only played 17% snaps in this one. Uh, Watson's playing a lot more, and he's been good for a seventh-round pick. Like, I'm not I'm not trying to dog him here. Uh, but, like, I felt like this game he had a bit more hiccups. Like, he looked he looked more he like a... Down earth, yeah, he looked more like a seventh-round rookie. They went after him quite Whoa. a lot, and, like, he, he gave up that big one. Had a pass interference in the end zone, too. Just go ahead, yeah. Good... Good news for them is Trent McDuffie's practicing this week. Like I like to hear that for and, sure. And like when you th- think about it in the context of Jalen Watson had some nice ups, some some yep. obvious downs for a seventh round rookie. That, yep. That's just some nice experience and, and added depth. Absolutely, and he, he won them a game with the with the pick six. Like, you know what I mean? Like it, he was good. He's been good. It's just like, and guess what? He didn't cost him this one either. So almost, but he didn't. So it's all good. Love to see it. Um. Best day three rookies got a shout out Daniel Bellinger for having a rushing touchdown against the Packers in London. You know, the ultimate weapon. I didn't have a good out of nowhere, so I put Bellinger out of nowhere just because how they used him. <laughs> the ultimate weapon, uh, like you just said. Twenty-two yards as a receiver, but the two-yard touchdown run was sick. It was sick. Uh, Brian Dable truly in his bag when he's running. <laughs> uh, it, it, it was a double reverse, wasn't it? Like a yeah. pass play. Yeah. It was like a Philly special esque. He, he's but, been uh, so fun. He's he's actually good. More, yeah. It, it was more like a, a royal family special, am I right? Uh, Sir Daniel Bellinger. Um, That's got a good ring yeah, to it. He, he, thank you. And he, yeah, he scrambled it in for the touchdown. Freaking sick. Uh, I also put Pepe Williams, the Ravens' uh, fourth-round corner out of Houston, who played a ton at nickel against the Bengals, 75% of the snaps, um, had a sweet TFL, just really physical, feisty-ass mm-hmm. player. He's just uh, been t- so inconsistent. Yeah, he, he's just playing a lot, though. I think last week he like didn't play at all. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think he didn't play much. But I remember what was it, week one? You were talking two. two. About how much he was yeah, they threw him. Yeah, a lot. Him and, and Armour Davis. Um, so weird. It is weird. Speaking of corners, so I, I put Ronnie Thomas here too. But Tariq Woolen is so fucking good. Had another interception this week against the Saints. Just like, you know, it was a comeback, stopped on the dime, closed closed back down quick, used that huge length in the ball skills and snagged it from uh, Traquan on a little comebacker. Uh, recovered a fumble, too. I don't, he didn't give up, like, like anything, like, he, he, much, really. And he's, like, I think he's been the best day three rookie, period. Damon Pierce, number so, two. I was going to ask you, um, because I don't watch the Seahawks games, because you always do. Yeah. It, it, it's not just he's making these big splashy game plays. He's like actually playing at a high level, uh, even if you're. I, I think so. At first, it was like you know the, the splashy plays, and a bit of you know like up and downness. Uh, but I think it's coming. It's all coming together for for Wollen. I mean, you don't you don't make this like he's not giving up much, and you don't make the splashy plays you know unless you're Trevon Diggs and not be you know good in coverage too. Um, wow, I'm so happy for you. I think we should both be happy. I don't know why he fell. I just, I really don't. All right, interesting. Mm-hmm. Interesting take, AJ. You don't know why the 6-4 corner ran a four two six and had good enough tape to go earlier than he went. Fell. NFL broken. Um, best UDFA rookie. I got, I got three. 
Ooh, uh, rich with UDFAs this week. Well, Jalen Warren came in in garbage time. and He's the best. Garbage time king. 24 yards on the ground, 39 as a receiver. He's just a ball of fire. He Najee Harris is almost too patient and then bounces everything. Jalen Warren yeah. just hits everything as hard as he can straight forward. Yeah. And I do think, like, Najee Harris hasn't been very good. I do think Jalen Warren deserves more real playing time. Yeah. Um, part of the reason Damian Pierce had a great day, uh, his fullback's pretty good. His fullback who <laughs> played edge rusher at Central Michigan. Troy Harrison's a good fullback. Uh, he also made a special teams tackle. Nice. Uh, and then my final one is De'Anthony Bell, strictly because he had a huge – he blew the fuck up someone on, uh, on a return on the Chargers. And I was like, who is this guy? That's not David Bell. And he's wearing number 37. Who is this? I googled De'Anthony Bell, and this guy played at, like, five colleges. He's a 25-year-old rookie. Love that. So, 25-year-old rookie from Georgia who spent a year at Albany State, uh, a year at Iowa Central Community College, a year out of football, a year at Butler uh, Community College, and then three years at West Florida. That's actually crazy to have that journey and end up in the NFL. And and he he made the Browns fifty three man roster, at, like uh, immediately. That's pretty cool. Like he he didn't just get signed for this week. Like he mm-hmm. he made it coming out of camp. That's pretty damn cool. And he's played in every game on special teams. That's I love that. That's cool. No, I'm getting the jersey. If if I knew someone that was in Cleveland this weekend, I would have got them to get me his jersey. Um, I just need to know more about his journey because there's just like nothing I anywhere. Don't know anything about him. No, I know. Um, I got a UD. I, honestly, I mean, Kaderko has been playing a lot. He's been playing well. But my when I put best UDFA, it's really just like, oh, who's the new UDFA that I saw this week? And this week's, I don't know if you remember him, Sam Okeyanu. I can't say his name out of Maryland, the edge rusher, six one two seventy. Uh, yep, had half a sack against Washington's terrible line. It was really just to clean up, but like played played a decent amount out there. So I wanted to give him the shout out. Really out of nowhere. Love that. It's 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 more fun when the UDF is like someone you didn't even think was gonna make. It. Yeah, exactly. Um, okay, rookies who flash. I have a couple. Kyrie Elam, who had that interception I mentioned earlier. Mm-hmm. Uh, just pretty good game and coverage in in general. Um, Demarvin Leal, same game. Two PBUs. Ooh. Demarvin Leal brings a little bit of juice, uh, pass rush wise. I like that. And I just want he played forty one percent of the snaps. And I just want to see him play more because this season's lost anyway. Um, George Pickens yet again, just he wins fifty fifty balls. He is just such good body control and flexibility for a big receiver. Uh, eighty three yards, and and Pickett and him seem to be on the same page. That's good. Uh. Jordan Davis, just a menace against the run. Uh, two run stops, 42% of the snaps against the Cardinals. You cannot run on him. Uh, and Martin Emerson, the Browns corner. Every time I watch the Browns, like he's playing pretty good football. Mm-hmm. He had a big PBU and another play that is technically not a PBU, but it was an incompletion because he hit the guy. Sick. <laughs> um, actually, like this, he's not my top guy, but like I feel like kind of the same about Roger McCreary. Like, he's been good. Like... He had a similar play where, like, on a trail to Curtis Samuel, like, on a crosser. Like, just stuck in his hip pocket and, like, forced the incompletion, not a PBU again. Like, like similar situation. Just, I think he looked good. Like, tight end coverage, like, for most of the game against against Washington. So, I threw his name here. I threw Nick Benito here. Uh, but, really, my two highlight guys were Chris Olave, who was great again. Like, he four catches, 54 yards, a touchdown. 
um, has just feels like so polished already. And he's got like such a great feel. Like had a couple of plays where he just like finding the soft spot, getting open. He scored a touchdown, but unfortunately got hurt on it by Kobe Bryant, who just like ripped him down, uh, trying to force the incompletion, um, whipped him like head first into the ground. So hopefully he, he comes back healthy, but yeah, kind of scary, but played a great game. And on the flip side, this is where I put Kenneth Walker. 69-yard touchdown run. Uh, he's the best player in the league. He's going to run for 2,000 yards the rest of the season. Um, the touch- that, 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 that touchdown run reminded me of when he gashed Michigan last It year. did. I, that's what I said. That's what I said. I'm like, I'm, it's nice watching him do this when it's not against Michigan. Uh, saved Mel Tucker. He, Mel Tucker owes him $84 million. But anyways, what a cutback. Uh, the juice just to run away from everyone. I'm... I'm so sad that that Penny got hurt. He's been so good, uh, but like I'm, I'm I'm excited for the KW9 show. And last, no, we got two more. One more. Kate Auden has been really solid. And like this game against the Falcons, like it just felt like he was like Brady's safety blanket. I had six catches for 43 yards, which I thought was cool. And last last one, Village Jones first game, baby had a had a touchdown. That's it though. That's his only touch, but it was cool. Um. Who's your out of nowhere? I, I put Daniel Bellinger because I didn't have a good one. I just love the way they used him. Oh, right, right, right. Okay, I put uh, Cameron Dicker. Dicker <laughs> that's, a, that's a great one, yeah. Uh, the Eagles need a kicker this week. Apparently, all they talked about on the broadcast was how Nick Sirianni showed the players Dicker making the kick against uh, Oklahoma when he's a <laughs> freshman at Texas. And like that, he was like, that's why we believe in this guy. And then he made the game winning kick yeah, against did. the Cardinals. And remember, the Cardinals quarterback is Oklahoma alum Kyler Murray, and the Eagles quarterback's Oklahoma-ish alum Jalen Hurts. I just thought it was all funny that Dicker did it in a game where those two were facing off. Um, and he looked like an NFL kicker who belongs. And I just want to remind everyone, Justin Tucker was a undrafted kicker out of Texas. Mm, so. That was your comp. Yep. Uh, who, who's your start at the Rook? I can you tell me yours? I I realized I didn't put one down. Oh, of course the one uh, the one written, I asked you I've, for too. <laughs> I've written one down and I just uh, I, I want to hear yours first about myself. Yeah, I, I think it's funny because I wrote one down. I'm like oh, I'm gonna have to think of a better one than this one. But this this is who I stuck with. I didn't get anyone else. Um, Cole Turner, I called my shot last Thursday. Let's do it again. Uh, and like Washington's missing like a bunch of the pass catchers or they're just banged up. Uh, so I just want to see some more looks. I think he had a couple targets last week. Uh, you know, Carson Wentz has got the bum shoulder. Got to keep it short and sweet to Cole Turner. I think that would be fun. I just want to see more Cole Turner. That would be fun. Just the, the team, the only way for the commanders to be more fun is to play, or that makes it sound like they are fun. To be <laughs> fun in general is to play rookies. I assume tonight's going to be another terrible Thursday night football game. Uh, but Brian Robinson. Started. I know that's so cool. I just like just talk about Brian Robinson. That's all. That's all I want to hear. By the way, I didn't mention him anywhere. Um, I think he had like nine Ks for twenty-two yards. Not much to write home about. Um, but like, I, I thought he looked pretty decent. I thought he looked pretty decent, especially for a guy who was coming off getting fucking shot a month ago. He looked like a Hall of Fame twice. football player. Yeah, twice. Uh, okay, my start the rook is based solely off of what was said about Vikings linebacker Brian Asen. Oh yeah, six snaps. Like. That he uh, is just a special teams god in terms of effort, <laughs> and and they don't they like he hasn't played very much defense this season. Yep. And I just like to see him because we both know he's like a rocket launcher, uh, just effort and athleticism downhill, super raw. But and that's translating to special teams, a classic high end Rob Paul special teams linebacker. <laughs> but 
if you're seeing that on special teams, get him in there for a couple reps yeah. on defense. I think he had six snaps on defense this week, and you notice him in the six snaps. So yeah, that's actually a really good one. That's a good one. Thank you. I just like, I don't know, get him get him out there for just let him blitz. Honestly, <laughs> that'd be actually fun. All right, time to go watch uh, the the Space Cadets take down Temple Tough uh, in honor of Matt Rule getting fired.